The Law School of America. Defamation, also known as calumny, vilification, libel, slander, or traducement, is the oral or written communication of a false statement about another that unjustly harms their reputation and usually constitutes a tort or crime. In several countries, including South Korea, a true statement can also be considered defamation. Under common law, to constitute defamation, a claim must generally be false and must have been made to someone other than the person defamed. Some common law jurisdictions also distinguish between spoken defamation, called slander, and defamation in other media such as printed words or images, called libel. In the United States, false light laws protect against statements which are not technically false but are misleading. In some jurisdictions, defamation is also treated as a crime. The United Nations Human Rights Committee ruled in 2012 that the libel law of one country, the Philippines, was inconsistent with Article 19 of the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights as well as urging that state parties should consider the decriminalization of libel. In Saudi Arabia, defamation of the state, or a past or present ruler, is punishable under terrorism legislation. Overview. As of 2017, at least 130 UNESCO member states retained criminal defamation laws. In 2017, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, OSCE, Office of the Representative on Freedom of the Media issued a report on criminal defamation and anti-blasphemy laws among its member states, which found that defamation is criminalized in nearly three-quarters, 42, of the 57 as participating states. Many of the laws pertaining to defamation include specific provisions for harsher punishment for speech or publications critical of heads of state, public officials, state bodies, and the state itself. This report also noted that blasphemy and religious insult laws exist in around one-third of us participating states, many of these combined blasphemy and religious insult with elements of hate speech legislation. In Africa, at least four member states decriminalized defamation between 2012 and 2017. The ruling by the African Court of Human and People's Rights in Lohe Isakanate v. the Republic of Burkina Faso set a precedent in the region against imprisonment as a legitimate penalty for defamation, characterizing it as a violation of the African Charter on Human and People's Rights, (UNCLOS), the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, (UNCLOS), and the Treaty of the Economic Community of West African States, ECOWAS. Countries in every region have moved to advance the criminalization of defamation by extending legislation to online content. Cybercrime and anti-terrorism laws passed throughout the world have led to bloggers appearing before courts, with some serving time in prison. The United Nations, US, Organization of American States, OAS, and African Commission on Human and People's Rights Special Rapporteurs for Freedom of Expression stated in a joint declaration in March 2017 that general prohibitions on the dissemination of information based on vague and ambiguous ideas, including false news or non-objective information, are incompatible with international standards for restrictions on freedom of expression, and should be abolished. Types. Slander. The common law origins of defamation lie in the torts of slander, harmful statement in a transient form, especially speech, and libel, each of which gives a common law right of action. Defamation is the general term used internationally and is used in this article where it is not necessary to distinguish between slander and libel. Libel and slander both require publication. The fundamental distinction between libel and slander lies solely in the form in which the defamatory matter is published. If the offending material is published in some fleeting form, such as spoken words or sounds, sign language, gestures or the like, then it is slander. Libel. Libel is defined as defamation by written or printed words, pictures, or in any form other than spoken words or gestures. The law of libel originated in the 17th century in England. With the growth of publication came the growth of libel and development of the tort of libel. 
In recent times, internet publications such as defamatory comments on social media can also constitute libel. Cases involving libel. An early example of libel is the case of John Peter Zinger in 1735. Zinger was hired to publish the New York Weekly Journal. When he printed another man's article that criticized William Cosby, who was British royal governor of colonial New York, Zinger was accused of seditious libel. The verdict was returned as not guilty on the charge of seditious libel, because it was proven that all the statements Zinger had published about Cosby had been true, so there was not an issue of defamation. Another example of libel is the case of New York Times Company v. Sullivan, 1964. The U.S. Supreme Court overruled a state court in Alabama that had found the New York Times guilty of libel for printing an advertisement that criticized Alabama officials for mistreating student civil rights activists. Even though some of what the Times printed was false, the court ruled in its favor, saying that libel of a public official requires proof of actual malice, which was defined as a knowing or reckless disregard for the truth. Proving libel. There are several things a person must prove to establish that libel has taken place. In the United States, a person must prove that the statement caused harm, and was made without adequate research into the truthfulness of the statement. This is for an ordinary citizen. For a celebrity or public official, one must prove that the statement was made with the intent to do harm or with reckless disregard for the truth, which is usually specifically referred to as actual malice. Scandalum Magnatum At one time, the honor of peers was especially protected by the law, while defamation of a commoner was known as libel or slander, the defamation of a peer or of a great officer of state, was called scandalum magnatum, literally the scandal of magnates. Criminal defamation. Many nations have criminal penalties for defamation in some situations, and different conditions for determining whether an offense has occurred. Article 19, a British free expression advocacy group, has published global maps charting the existence of criminal defamation law across the globe, as well as showing countries that have special protections for political leaders or functionaries of the state. There can be regional statutes that may differ from the national norm. For example, in the United States, defamation is generally limited to the living. However, there are seven states, Idaho, Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Utah, that have criminal statutes regarding defamation of the dead. The Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, OSCE, has also published a detailed database on criminal and civil defamation provisions in 55 countries, including all European countries, all member countries of the Commonwealth of Independent States, the United States and Canada. In a 2012 ruling on a complaint filed by a broadcaster who had been imprisoned for violating Philippine libel law, the United Nations Commission on Human Rights held that the criminalization of libel without provision of a public figure doctrine, as in Philippine criminal law, violates freedom of expression and is inconsistent with Article 19 of the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. Early Cases of Criminal Defamation Questions of group libel have been appearing in common law for hundreds of years. One of the earliest known cases of a defendant being tried for defamation of a group was the case of Rex v. Orman Nutt, 1700. In this case, the jury found that the defendant was guilty of libeling several subjects, though they did not specifically identify who these subjects were. A report of the case told that the jury believed that where a writing inveighs against mankind in general, or against a particular order of men, as for instance, men of the gown, this is no libel but it must descend to particulars and individuals to make it libel. This jury believed that only individuals who believed they were specifically defamed had a claim to a libel case. Since the jury was unable to identify the exact people who were being defamed, there was no cause to identify the statements were a libel. Another early English group libel which has been frequently cited is King v. Osborne, 1732. In this case, 
the defendant was on trial for printing a libel reflecting upon the Portuguese Jews. The printing in question claimed that Jews who had arrived in London from Portugal burned a Jewish woman to death when she had a child with a Christian man, and that this act was common. Following Osborne's anti-Semitic publication, several Jews were attacked. Initially, the judge seemed to believe the court could do nothing since no individual was singled out by Osborne's writings. However, the court concluded that since the publication implied the act was one Jews frequently did, the whole community of Jews was defamed. Though various reports of this case give differing accounts of the crime, this report clearly shows a ruling based on group libel. Since laws restricting libel were accepted at this time because of its tendency to lead to a breach of peace, group libel laws were justified because they showed potential for an equal or perhaps greater risk of violence. For this reason, group libel cases are criminal even though most libel cases are civil torts. History. From early times, people have comprehended defamatory and injurious statements made in a public manner, Convition adversus bonos mores. The Praetorian Edict, codified circa AD 130, declared that an action could be brought up for shouting at someone contrary to good morals, qui, adversus bonos mores convition qui facis quius opera factum esse dissider, quo adversus bonos mores convition firet, in EMI edition dabo. In this case the essence of the offence lay in the unwarrantable public proclamation. According to Ulpian, not all shouting was actionable. Drawing on the argument of Libio, he asserted that the offence consisted in shouting contrary to the morals of the city, adversus bonos mores huias civitatis, something apt to bring in disrepute or contempt, quae. Ad infamium bel invidium alica spectaret, the person exposed thereto. Any act apt to bring another person into disrepute gave rise to an actio injurarum. In such a case the truth of the statements was no justification for the public and an insulting manner in which they had been made. But even in public matters, the accused had the opportunity to justify his actions by openly stating what he considered necessary for public safety to be denounced by the libel, and proving his assertions to be true. The second head included defamatory statements made in private, and in this case the offence lay in the content of the imputation, not in the manner of its publication. The truth was therefore a sufficient defence, for no man had a right to demand legal protection for a false reputation. Roman law was aimed at giving sufficient scope for the discussion of a man's character, while it protected him from needless insult and pain. The remedy for verbal defamation was long confined to a civil action for a monetary penalty, which was estimated according to the significance of the case, and which, although vindictive in its character, doubtless included practically the element of compensation. But a new remedy was introduced with the extension of the criminal law, under which many kinds of defamation were punished with great severity. At the same time increased importance attached to the publication of defamatory books and writings, the libri or libeli famosi, from which is derived the modern use of the word libel, and under the later emperors the latter term came to be specially applied to anonymous accusations or pasquals, the dissemination of which was regarded as particularly dangerous, and visited with very severe punishment, whether the matters contained in them were true or false. In Anglo-Saxon England, slander was punished by cutting out the tongue. The Law School of America the content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America